Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, Scale listeners. This is David Finkel, and welcome to another episode here of Scale Your Business Radio. Each week, we share ideas and strategies to grow your business and get your life back. So we're going to give you a proven roadmap to rapidly grow your company while also gaining more personal freedom through sound systems, empowered teams, and intelligent internal controls. Essentially, what our goal here is to help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Uh, Jeff is currently on the road traveling this week, so you're going to have me here sharing with you. And, and it's great. He's actually was sent me an email recently. I guess he had just gotten back from Africa and now is over in Asia doing different conferences. And he gives actually donates about half of his working time giving different keynote talks around the world for helping entrepreneurship for the State Department and other things. And it's a pretty amazing thing that he's done with that part. So I applaud him for it, and I told him, no problem, I'll cover the show. And this first segment, we're talking about strategy. And specifically, we want to talk about what are the, the four major strategic decisions that you need to put on trial in your business every single year if you really want to maximize growth. You know, it's been said that if you want the, the simplest leverage point to grow your company, strategy is it. Strategy essentially is what you're focusing in on, what you choose to invest your resources of time, attention, and staff, and money. And so the fastest and easiest, probably the most powerful way to impact results is to improve the strategy. So think about strategy as being the plan or the, the method or where you invest your resources to get a specific result. So the first strategic decision you put on trial is your choice of target market. Who actually is your core customer that you're going after and who should not be your core customer? I see this happen with businesses. Typically, it happens for companies that are under $5 million a year in sales. You say, well, who's your target market? And they say, everyone needs our product. Everyone would benefit from our service. And the problem is the moment you use this general everyone, I know the company's struggling. I know it is. Why? Because you can't market to everyone. Number one, you have no way of reaching them anymore. <laughs> the days of large-scale television broadcast are over to a certain degree. But number two on that, the messaging in today's world, they will tune you out unless you and your company are hyper-specific, hyper-relevant to what it is that they're wanting to. So if you have a business that, for, you know, for example, let's make a simple one. And maybe you have a, a chain of two or three uh, auto mechanic shops and auto body stores. If you're not marketing to specific people and really niching that down, the challenge is you think, well, anyone who owns a car is our target market. Well, they're not. They're not at all. You know, for you, you might, for the auto body, say anyone who's been in an accident or maybe it's a certain make of car. But the more you can niche it down so that your message is hyper-relevant, the easier it is to break through. So the first decision is a choice of target market. Let me give an example for it. So one of our business coaching clients, Blake, he's got an IT services business. And for years, his target market, he thought, was anyone who owns a business. And what happened is he ended up building a, a company that was doing about $450,000 a year in sales. And his target market turned out to be, or at least if you looked at who his customers were, small businesses with fewer than five employees. So he had a whole bunch of these small little mom-and-pop businesses that he would manage their, their computers for them outside. He'd be their outsourced IT services department. And that worked. But it was a business that didn't have enough sales that he could hire the staff that he wanted, so he was working probably 60-hour weeks. Now, he was used to that. He was a captain in the Army, and he was used to working long hours. And, you know, at work, he and his wife, Christy, had the business. It was successful. It 
paid for food on the table. It was a typical owner-reliant company. When he shifted, when we when he looked at that closely, we were guiding him as part of the coach he was working with about who he really wanted for his target market. And he started to recognize that he really wanted companies with at least 20, if not 50 or more employees. And the sweet spot for him was between 50 and 100 employees, still small enough that they probably didn't have a dedicated IT staff that could handle everything as easily and effectively as he could, but large enough that these were customers that would make would move the dial, that would make it worthwhile for him to work with, that would have less headaches, funny enough, and, and would be much more profitable for a client. And he did that. In 2007, 8, 9, 10, he started changing that. His business grew from 450000 to a million, from a million to a million and a half. And then that's when he discovered, when he did this question by putting his target market on, tri- on trial, he discovered another niche for him, which was this is right at the point in time where iPads were becoming a big thing. And remember all the school districts that were starting to look at adding iPads for all their kids. Now, his company's in Colorado. And so there he was with his business, and he knew that these school districts weren't set up to handle Macintosh computers. They, their IT departments were used to using PCs. And so he actually doubled his business from 1.5 to 3 million a year by getting contracts with two or three small school school um, districts just to manage in an outsourced way to help support their IT departments for this new service line for, for Macintoshes because they weren't ready to do that. So your choice of who your target market is is huge. Another way of saying that, who isn't your target market? Who can you exclude? Who could you eliminate? That you will say, I will no longer have us spend time, attention, or money marketing to this marketplace. So pause and think and ask that question and answer it. It's a huge leverage point in your company. Second leverage point, second key strategic decision to put on trial. It's the choice of which product or service you should focus on selling. And I want to give an example for this. You know, one of the companies we coached for years, CPA firm, and you think, oh, a CPA firm, they know how to look at the, the analysis by clients and looking at profit margins per service line. But this is a company that didn't do that. When they looked closely, what they discovered was that the tax return business they did had a roughly 30% profit margin. The tax strategy work that they did had a roughly 45% profit margin. The accounting services that they did had a 20% margin, yet they were spending roughly two-thirds of their effort in terms of staff, and etc., on this accounting service part of their business that was only a 20% margin, when they had other parts that were 50 to over 100% more profitable. The moment they saw that, it helped shift which products or services should they be offering. Same for you. Which, if you were to look at and break down your business by different product or service lines, which ones are best by margins? Which ones are best by competition? Which one's going to lead to the best long-term relationship? Which one's going to be most scalable? So let's come back to the CPA firm. You know, tax strategy by the margins was clearly the winner. There was very little competition for it. It's harder to scale, though. It required a more a more sophisticated CPA on their staff side to do it. So there's pluses and minuses. But by looking at those four kind of criteria, margins, competition, uh, leads to the richest long-term relationship and the ability to scale that, that was a great way for them to put that on trial. The third is your choice of pricing. Oh, this one is so, so easy 
to make an immediate difference on. Um, think about it this way. Most people in businesses, and you're probably falling prey to this too, you set up your pricing way back when, when you started your company. Back then, you were, you were scrambling to survive. You would take whatever business you could get, and so you priced yourself in relationship to your other competitors, and you try to make sure that you were a little bit cheaper than your competition. Now, over the years, maybe you have increased pricing as you've gone, but many business owners just do that in small little increments. They're scared to raise pricing a lot. And yet, I, I was thinking about this, getting ready for this program, and thinking about Jody. Now, Jody was a guy that had a professional service firm. He was charging roughly $200 per hour for his services in an industry that he should have been charging 350 to $400 per hour. He made one change. He went from $200 per hour to $300 per hour, 50% bump on pricing. None of his clients blinked an eye because they all knew they were getting a bargain for all those years, and they still were getting it cheaper than other people would produce because he was a very specific niche that he had. So same, same amount of work he was doing, 50% increase in sales, all of which was pure net profit for him because he'd already paid for all of his costs of producing the service offering. So just by a better choice of pricing. And the final one for you is the choice of your product pathway. What I mean by this one is what's the first sale you want to make for your people? Don't let, don't let it be ha- uh, guesswork. Don't let it be happenstance. Choose strategically what it is. So one of the dry cleaners we work with, the first sale they try to make is to upgrade a client immediately to their concierge level of service. Why? Because if they have someone who's on this concierge level of service with free pickup and delivery, they will use the service more often, doing more volume. Plus, because they constantly drop off clothing, they don't have to worry about them having to store someone's clothing for two or three months without getting paid. So it's wonderful for their cash flow because they just deliver the clothes and they charge the credit card or checking account that's on file. So that's their strategic gateway sale. Uh, an HR services firm we work with, for them, their first sale is giving up an employee handbook for $495. When they do that, now the person changes psychologically to being a customer of theirs, and now for them to sell managed HR services is much easier. So what's the first sale you want to make that leads to all the rest? So these are the four strategic decisions you have to put on tra- trial. You know, your choice of target market, who is and who isn't your target market. Your choice of product uh, uh, product or service to focus on selling and which ones to phase out or stop. Third, your choice of pricing, strategic. And fourth, the choice of the product pathway, which is the first sale you want to make that leads to all the rest. In the next segment coming up here, we're going to be talking about direct response marketing secrets that every business owner needs to know. Even though we live in an Internet world, even though we live in a world of social media, there are some marketing fundamentals from direct response advertising that have been proven year over year, decade over decade to work. And I want to share them with you so that you apply them to scale your business. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. I'm your host, David Finkel, and I want to welcome you here. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in the next segment. So listen up and stay tuned. And visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. We'll be right back.
Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. That's ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com.